the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. How strong is your God? Is he strong enough to command your allegiance? Let's talk about that next. Even the wind and the waves obey. Now that is a God worth serving, a God worth worshiping, a God worth revering and fearing. Welcome, this is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from the well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. We're in Mark chapter 4 today, focusing our attention on verses 35 through 41. Understanding that God is the God who commands the wind and the waves really puts into perspective who it is we serve. Let's join Pastor Napoleon for more on today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. I want you to open your Bible to the book of Mark. We're going to look at at chapter 4, and I want to look at verses 35 on down to 41. This is obviously a very familiar passage of Scripture, and it is a story that, that, most, people, that most people will know. And, uh, but we're going to just draw some truth from this that I think will bless us and help us in the day and age in which we're living in right now. It's Mark chapter 4, verse 35, on down to 41. It says, On the same day when evening had come, he, Jesus, said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And the other little boats were also with him. And a great great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it, it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep, On a pillow. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? You know, right now, as as we're watching television, as you see the different things that are going on in the world, and we're living in a a, uh, society that is very volatile, a lot of traumatic things that are happening, and it seems as though they're happening all at once. And one of the things that we have to see is that there's a lot of uncertainty. And, 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 and in fact, people even in this room are being impacted in some way by the level of uncertainty that they may feel. 
And for all of us, we have to realize when we're walking with God, there is, there's an aspect of uncertainty that should cause us to once again learn how to release our faith. Make no mistake about it. I don't care what happens in the world. I don't care what's going on around you. I don't care what's going on in your job, what may be happening in your life right now. God is watching over all. And it's good to know that the God that we serve, that the God that we serve, just because it may seem like he's sleeping, and even in this case, he was sleeping, it w- did not mean that he was not aware. This is the problem. We serve a God, we, we fail to realize we, we serve a God that is omnipotent. He is omniscient. His, um, and for us, we have to see that no matter what happens in our life, He is also uh, omnipresent. We always have to keep in mind that nothing surprises Him. Amen. Nothing trips Him up. Nothing is going to, you know, concern Him to the point where He, he doesn't know what to do. God is always 20,000 steps ahead of us. And we have to take great comfort and solace in that, realizing that the God we serve... He's, he watches all over all, and he is not confused at all. Can I have an amen? amen? And so for us, regardless of what's going on in our country, regardless of what's going on in other countries, regardless of what's going on in the world, we have to rest in the fact that we serve the God of the universe. And he's not... He's not worrying about anything. And if he's not worrying about anything, I shouldn't be worrying about anything. It doesn't mean that I don't, it doesn't mean that I don't plan, that I don't prepare, that I don't do my due diligence, that I'm not smart, that I'm not wise, and all those things that I must be in the midst of the world. But it does mean, it does mean this, that I am in a position where I serve the God who's created the heavens and the earth. And if God can take care of a sparrow, then surely he can take care of me. Can I have an amen? Come on, look at your neighbor and tell him you better ask somebody. In this particular situation, we see a picture of this. In a micro level, we see God in this particular situation, the Lord Jesus Christ, has divinely inspired individuals to go in a, in a certain direction. And this is, this is the point, this is the first point that I, that I want to make. And that is, if I, am, if I am going in a direction, I want to make sure with certainty that I have been inspired by God. Just write that down. We're on a journey. All of us are going in various directions. Things that God wants us to do, places he wants us to go, things to achieve, people to meet, things to change, things to repair, things to add, things to take away. We're always going through all this stuff is going on in our lives all the time. We have to be individuals in our lives that if we're going in a direction, we want to make sure that we are divinely inspired. Verse 35, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. Them going across the sea was not their plan. 
It was the Lord's plan. He's the one who gave the inspiration. He gave the direction. He's the one that said, let's go to the other side. And for all of us, we want to make sure that when we're making decisions, we're not making decisions purely based on, on, on finances. Can I have an amen, y'all? Or purely, purely based on, you know, my friendship with someone. Purely based on various things. I want to know without a shadow of a doubt the direction I'm going in that God has divinely inspired me to go in this direction. I'm not concerned about the outcome as much as I'm concerned about this is God's will for my life. Things will turn out various ways. And my prayer is that we always, we know at the end, all things work together for the good to those that love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. We know that there's, all things are going to work together for our good. But while all things are working together for our good, there's still going to be some bumps in the road. And so for all of us here, we have to make sure we have to go back to the point, am, have I been inspired by God? The results are going to take care of themselves. Have I been inspired by God? Jesus is telling them, go to the other side. This is what I want you to do. And he's committed himself to being with them because he asked them to do something that was according to his purpose. And I want to say this to, uh, to, to all of us here. We have to, knowing that I am inspired by God should also help us to find rest because if God has inspired me, he will be with me. Can I have an amen, y'all? If he inspired me, he will be with me. That God told the children of Israel in the book of Numbers. I told you I've been studying that book of Numbers. But I've been in the book of Numbers. And God told the children of Israel to go up and spy out the land. They went out, spied out the land. Ten of them, I think, believe it was, ten of them came back with a bad report. Two of them, Joshua and Caleb, came back with a good report. The people who heard the bad report, all the nation of Israel, they believed the bad report. They said, we're not going to go up. We're going to die. We're going to die. And God said, you are going to die because y'all didn't believe me when I said. Now, but this is the thing. They died. (laughs) But before they died. You have to realize that there are, there are individuals, God told them to go up and take the land. They refused to do it. Then they decide after God releases his judgment and tells them that he's going to discipline and judge them. Then they said, oh, no, we're going to go up now. And Moses told them, if you go up there, he said, don't go up there because the Lord is not with you. They went up there and they fleed from their enemies because the Lord wasn't with them. Sometimes we have to keep in mind that delayed obedience is disobedience. And God wasn't in it now. He said, no, I told you guys to go. And for all of us as we're going through life, we have to keep in mind that if God has inspired me, And he's told me to do something. He's going to be with me as I go along. No matter how hard it is. No matter how daunting the task. 
No matter what it looks like, we have to keep in mind, I'm doing this, but I'm not doing this alone. God's with me. Do you always feel him? Sometimes you don't. But there's a place of knowing within your spirit and in your heart that I have been inspired by God. God has called me to do it. I know he's told me to do it. He's here. And he's causing me to flex my my faith muscles. He's causing me to learn how to trust in him. He's causing me to rest in him. He's causing me to understand that it's not by might nor by power, but it's by his spirit that things get accomplished. And for all of us here, we have to embrace this aspect of his dealings in our lives in the same way that Jesus tells them to get on the boat and go in a certain direction. He never left them, and that's all they needed to know. And so for us, how do we tap into this inspiration? Number one, we have to have a prayer life. There's no way that we can be inspired by God if we don't pray to him. If we don't set time aside to say, God, I want to listen to you. I want to commune with you. I want to get to know you. I want to develop an intimacy with you. This, that's, when it comes to inspiration, that's point number one. I've, I've got to pray. How can we hear God if we never stop to listen to him? Number two, I, I want to be a person when it comes to inspiration, I have to have patience. God's not going to speak to you when you want him to speak to you. He's going to speak to you when the timing is right. And he knows that better than us. Patience is a beautiful thing. Now, I hate it, but it's good. You know, I'm not the type of, whoa, I get to wait on the Lord. I don't shout about that. I'm like, Lord, come on. Tell me. Move, do this, Lord. But I've learned that that it, it is in patience that you possess your soul. You start to rule over yourself when you learn the value, and I learned the value of being patient, of waiting on the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Waiting on the Lord actually helps you to become strong within It helps you to deal with all the stuff that we have going on. And we're going to talk about this in the end. All the stuff we have going on on the inside of us. Patience is beautiful. And in patience, God begins to give inspiration. David waited on the Lord. Moses waited on the Lord. You know, Abraham learned to wait upon the Lord. For all of us, waiting on the Lord has to become a part of our lifestyle. Do you have the answer right now? No, I don't. I'm waiting on the Lord. But now in the age of instant, everybody feels like they have to have an instant answer. An instant answer for this. An instant answer for that. And people aren't willing to wait and let it, let it unfold. You know, and it's a shame because, you know, when, when it comes to life, we have championed people who have instant answers. But it may not be the right answer. But whoever says it the fastest is the one that people, whoo, he must be smart. It's not the, the person who has the instant answer in the class that always ends up with the A at the end. Sometimes that person, that's the person, because they have 
instant answers. They're the ones that end up messing things up. Walking with God is the same way. I don't ever want to feel like, I know what to do right now. I want to be a person that says, I don't know what to do yet, but I know what to do. I'm going to pray to God, and he's going to tell me when he gets ready to tell me, and I'm going to wait until he does it. That's when you become strong. You become powerful, and you begin to rest in God. And that's when we begin to tap into inspiration, when we're willing to be patient. I'm going to wait until God speaks to me. Number three in this, when it comes to getting inspiration is counsel. Sometimes one of the ways in which God is going to inspire you is by speaking to someone else about you. Sometimes the answer is going to come through someone else. Don't be prideful. Don't think that you have to be the one to come up with the answer. Sometimes God's going to tell you through someone else. God spoke through a donkey to get Balaam to do what he wanted him to do. And sometimes we have to realize that God is going to use people outside of us to give us counsel, and that's okay. But I want to be, I want to be inspired by God, but sometimes the inspiration comes through, through, through somebody else's counsel. In the multitude of counselors, there's safety. We have to be willing to listen to other people. Then the last thing is through God's Word. When we study the patriarchs, when we study the Scriptures, all things were given for our instruction and for our learning, the Bible says. The things that happened to Israel, part of why it happened to them is for us, the, the Bible says, so that we can learn from them. I want to learn from them. I want to learn from David. I want to learn from, from Jonah. I want to learn from Moses, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. I want to learn from Adam and Eve. What did they do? How did they mess us all up? I'm not going to do what they did. Can I have an amen? We're all messed up because of them. I'm learning right now. And the devil tells you to do something, don't do it. You see, we have to take the Bible and use it to help to instruct us in, at doing life. Stop trying to get everything all deep and profound and powerful. We study the Bible and we're trying to figure out revelations. And that must be the mark of the beast right there. And we don't know what we're talking about. How about we just pay our bills on time? How about you just be faithful to your wife? How about you take care of your kids and go to work on time? We're going to get to revelations. Can, but can we, get, can we get to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Can I have an amen, y'all? What happens is we get so deep, we try to get so deep and try to be so impressive that we're not just walking out the basics of living for, with God. Getting in the Word and, and then allowing God's Word to inspire us through God's dealings with with these individuals, the disciples and the patriarchs. And Lord, inspire me. Through them, help me to understand. Well, for all of us, this is the way that God speaks to us. And these individuals on the boat, God is speaking to them. And he's saying, go to the other side. In the midst of all this stuff that's going on in the world, and maybe even your life right now, are you inspired by God? Has he inspired your direction? We have to think about this. Verse 37 
And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. We have to remember that just because we are inspired does not mean that there won't be trouble. Sometimes the trouble is going to reveal God's greatness in your life. It's going to cause you to have a greater testimony in your own personal life. Would we really, would we really be so, so blessed by the life of David if there had not been a Goliath? I mean, would we really be on fire for Moses if there was not a Red Sea? Would we really be just so blessed by Moses' life if there had not been a Pharaoh? In our lives, we have to realize that sometimes the trouble is there and God's with you and he's on the boat. But sometimes trouble also is a revealer. It's an opportunity. God is showing you something here about his character, about his nature. They're on this boat. Jesus told them to go. And then all of a sudden there's a storm. But let me ask you this. Do you think Jesus didn't know that there was going to be a storm? The same way he knows about, if he's telling you to go in a direction, he knows everything about that direction. He knows the peaks. He knows the valleys. He knows the trouble. He knows the test. He knows everything. And in fact, in some ways, he's mapped it out for you so that at the end, you can be better than when you started. Can I have an amen, y'all? And we look at troubles and we get, we panic instead of looking at troubles and say, okay, Lord, here I am. That God, you will never give me in my life more than I can bear. You will never do it. You'll always make a way for me to escape, to carry, to deal with, to bear with, whatever it is that you call me into. And so if I know I'm inspired, then I, want to, then I know that God will see me through every test, but I have to be willing to go through it because the trouble is going to come. Listen. Listen to this. The devil doesn't want you doing what God called you to do. He's going to fight you. He's going to fight you on every turn. He's going to try to trip you up. He's going to try to get you to discourage. The devil's going to tell you you're not going to make it. The devil is going to try to accuse God. And we're going to get to that next. But, but saints, realize the devil is going to try to get after you. The world. People say... I'm I'm so upset right now. The world, the media, they're attacking the church. They don't like us. What did you think this is? A pair of popularity contest? Of course, they, they don't like us. Jesus said they wouldn't like us. And he said they wouldn't like you. And it wasn't because of you. It's because of Jesus. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? It's not, you're just caught up in the battle. You're just in the midst of the battle. But the issue is, it's, it's, it's not a popularity contest. Jesus said there was going to be trouble. And when we're going through life, we have to realize that the world, Jesus hasn't designed this thing so that the world falls in love with the church. And generally, The churches that the world falls in love with are the churches that don't honor God's word. And and for me, it's the same thing. 
I mean, we can make this, we can make this real pretty, and we can say, okay, we're not going to preach against sin. We're not going to preach against the devil. We're going to act like he doesn't exist, and we're going to make this a happy place. And we're not going to say anything bad about anybody that's sinning against God. But then we'll come in and sing our songs, and then people will be happy, and then we'll have a big old mega church. Maybe we'll have three or four of them. And everybody will come and eat their bagels and have a good time and don't care about nothing and just go out and keep living like the devil, and nobody will care. But at least Jesus will pray. You may gain people, but you will not keep God in your midst. We want to be a people that that are willing to say whatever Jesus said in his word. We want to honor that. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community. 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.